Well, I don't know how you go after that, amen. <laughs> uh, take your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. I tell you, you know, God gives you some scripture sometimes, and you're like, well, this is not what I want. Found out sometimes and, and do what he says. Never really quite got it the direction I wanted. I kept writing things down. I finally realized, Steve, just stop before you get yourself in trouble. And that's about the best way to look at it. And, and this is a, a, a very familiar story, and it's good that you, the kids, because uh, really kids know this story better than adults do. It's a story about Zacchaeus. You know, because there's that song, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. I ain't going to sing it, so don't worry. Uh, but, 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 you know, and I want us to look at this morning, because the more I looked at this story, the more I realized just what kind of a person Zacchaeus is. And then I realized a lot of us are just like Zacchaeus. I want let me, let me read verses 1 through 10 right quick in, in Luke chapter 19. And it starts off, it says, And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, chief among the publicans. And he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who was and could not, who, who, see, and he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and he could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And Jesus came to the place, and he looked up, and he saw him. He said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste, and he came down and received him joyfully. When they saw it, they all murmured, saying, that he was gone to be a guest with a man that was a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, half my goods I give to the poor. And if I had taken anything from any man by false accusations, I restore to him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day, is salvation come into this house for as much as he also is the son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and save that which is lost. It's a very powerful story. It's funny that Luke's one of the only ones that records it. Nobody else does. You know, you'd think Matthew would. Matthew had a lot in common with this guy. A publican is a tax collector. And so Matthew had a little bit in common, but he didn't say nothing about it. But don't you look at it? One, he was he was Zacchaeus. He was not just a tax collector or publican. He was the chief of them. And did you know something else about him? He was rich. So now I I I did a little studying on this to kind of find out the publicans. One, you know, or the the tax collector, they were hated by their fellow brethren. Why? Because they were working for the Roman government. And so they weren't like to start with. But he was chief, and it said he was rich. You didn't get rich being a tax collector unless you were a crook. They did this thing called 
tax farming in those days where they would make up taxes and make people pay extra. And what they gleaned from the extra, guess where it went? It didn't go to Rome, didn't go to the temple. It went in their pocket. And so it says he was the chief, so he was the best at it. Not only was he the best at it, he was rich. But he had another problem. He was short. You say, well, what's wrong with that? that, If you had some kind of physical deformity or you weren't up to stature, you were looked down on. So can you imagine? I figured out why this became a tax collector. It was to get back at everybody who had always picked on him. So now he was feared. Nobody wanted to be around him because he was the chief tax collector. You knew that, hey, if you didn't pay your taxes when he demanded them, all he had to do is say, hey, Rome, they won't pay their taxes. I know I'm getting a little extra, but they won't pay nothing. So people feared him. He was not well respected. He was, he was respected, but it was out of fear. And I want you to think about that. He was the kind of guy who was used to getting his way. He was he was short. He 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 had, I guess what you could say today is had the Napoleon complex. And he he held it over people. He he was lordly, he was mean, he was nasty, but yet there was something missing in his heart, and he knew it. You know, it, it, it's amazing. Zacchaeus' name, when it's translated, means pure one. And you know, he is as far from it as you can get. And I thought about that. I said, you know, Lord, there's a lot of times in a lot of our lives we've been in Zacchaeus' shoes. We've done things to to further our own pleasures. We've done things to to get what we want. You you know, I I read this thing this week, and it talked about the God-shaped hole in people's hearts. I want to share with you the verse that that idea comes from. It's Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. And it says, He hath made everything beautiful in his time. He also has set the world in heart so that no man can find out the work that God made from the beginning unto the end. So the Bible tells us that there's that he's placed something in our hearts and you can't figure it out. There's a desire for something to be there. And Zacchaeus was one of these that had that desire, just like every man, every woman, every child has this desire, but he started filling it with things of of the world. He became greedy. He wanted money, but it was still there. You ever notice that you can't seem to fill yourself with what you want? it's like it's you know i've gone on this diabetic diet where basically you don't eat nothing there's nothing good ain't that right ben you know there's nothing good that you can have when you first and and you got to learn i'm like man this is hard i had to give up the things i really want and the things you can eat does not satisfy what you want but i you know i have cheated every once in a while you know what i It actually hurt worse than it did before. And that's the way the world is. It might look good. It might feel good. It might make you think everything's right. But it's not filling what's missing in your soul. What's missing in almost everybody's soul is a close, intimate relationship 
with the Lord Jesus Christ. Said, so, well, well, preacher, I'm here at church. Let me tell you, there's a lot of times you become like Zacchaeus and I become like Zacchaeus and we get away from God and we start trying to fill it with other things. And when you start trying to fill it, you start pushing God out just like this. He said, Jesus said at the end, he said, hey, Zacchaeus, is the son of Abraham. Zacchaeus was a Jew. He should have known better than to get himself in this point. But the thing is, we ought to know better, but as Christians, we get lured away, and we get away from God, and we start trying to fill what's missing in our life with everything in the world but God. And But what I like about the story is all of a sudden, I don't know how it was, maybe Zacchaeus heard about Jesus. Maybe he heard about Matthew since Matthew had been a, a tax collector. And, and he said, well, and I've heard that he goes to sinners. And I've heard that maybe he'll see me. Because I want you to think about this. Zacchaeus was probably the loneliest person in the city of Jericho. Because, hey, he was a Jew. So the Romans didn't want to have nothing to do with him. But he worked for the Romans. So the Jews didn't want to have nothing to do with him. He wanted fellowship. And what's wrong with most of us? We're hungering for fellowship. We want a fellowship with the Lord, but we have forgotten how to do it. We've forgotten where he's at. And so we're, 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 we're wandering around and we become like he was, bitter. And we become like he was, trying to fill it with something else. But then something happened and he wanted to see Jesus. Just like a lot of people says, hey, I just want to see Jesus. I don't want to get too close to him. I just want to see him. Because I want you to think about this. Zacchaeus, the tax collector, Zacchaeus, the hated man, if he wanted a face-to-face -face meeting with Jesus, he could have walked down the street. It didn't matter that he was short in stature. He just could have walked down the street. People would have got out of his way. But see, he couldn't stand off to the side. He couldn't stand off and say, I can see him from over here because there'll be too many people in his way. So he says, I'm going to run and climb up a tree. Now I want you to think that in your mind. This short little guy trying to climb up a sycamore. Now, 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 now Luke gave the description. He said, a sycamore tree. They're not a good climbing tree. There's not branches low to the ground. Some pretty good shimmying to get up that tree high enough to get above everybody. Just so that he could see Jesus. Maybe he thought, well, maybe I'll see him. Maybe he'll feed everybody. Maybe... I can then go and say, hey, you owe me for that free meal you got. I saw it. Maybe he just wanted to, to see if, if the stories were true. We don't know what it is. But isn't it amazing? He's up the tree, just like a lot of people are. They, they want to just see. I just want a glance. I'm not going to get involved. You know, it's like this, okay? Hey, I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. We got a trunk or treat coming up. People say, well, I don't want to get involved. Hey, I, I, I've done done mine. Well, you're up in that tree. 
I don't, I don't want to sing in the choir. I've done sang before, and they all know I, I sound almost as bad as Steve, so I just can't join in. You're up in the tree. He said, well, well I, I'm not as young as I used to be. How old was Abraham? He had Isaac. How old was Moses? When he led the children of Israel, you're stuck up in a tree. I just want to look. I don't want to participate. See, I can say I went. You know what's the matter with most churches today? Everybody's a Zacchaeus. They're up in the tree. God's saying, I don't want you up the tree, Zacchaeus. Because I love the thing, because when Jesus shows up in Jericho, one of the biggest cities in Palestine at that time, next to Jerusalem, a city that's got Palestinian people from Palestine, it's got Israelites, it's got foreigners, it's got all kind of people, and all of a sudden Jesus stops, he sees a little guy up in a tree, and he calls them by name. Do you notice that? He didn't say, hey, you shorty up there. Hey, what's that guy's name? He didn't stop and ask. He said, Zacchaeus. You see, God knows you. This is the thing that a lot of us forget is how close he knows you. How, how intimate the relationship already is on his side. You know, it, it, it's like this. We think we can hide from from the from this. Let, let me share some scripture with you right quick. Let me find a verse I wanted I wanted to share and see if I can find it right quick. And I want if I, I don't know where it's at here. Here it is. In Psalms one thirty nine, verse thirteen, it starts off says, "For thou hast possessed my reign." Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret. And curiosity wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book, all my members were written, which in countenance were fashioned when I was yet there was none of them. The psalmist says, as God had told us in the scriptures, at the point of conception, I knew you. Before you became who everybody knows, I knew how many fingers you had. I knew how many toes you had. I knew all about you. You ever think about that? That's how close God knows every one of us. And you think, well, he don't know me. He don't know the things I do. He sees everything. He says that he sees when a sparrow dies. He says he knows the number of hairs you've had on your head. That's how close God knows you. My Bible says, Christian, he never leaves you nor forsakes you. So when you're out being a Zacchaeus, you're out getting what you want, guess who's right there? 
The same one who knows you by name. The same one who cried out Zacchaeus above everybody else in the press that was there. Everybody else that had gathered around and listened to what he said. He said, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. For today I must abide at thy house. Make haste. For I must come down. I must abide at your house. I want you to think about the, something. This invitation that God gave that day had a time limit. He said, Zacchaeus, come down right now. Zacchaeus, quit what you're doing and get down here. Make haste. Don't be slow about it. You know what our problem is? We think of it like time I will do what you want how many of you remember saying this at once in your life when I get older you know that's the biggest lie we tell ourselves because the older you get the younger you are and the older you get the more set in your ways you are you're not going to do what you promised you was going to do back years ago because you're too tired you're too sore you just don't want to anymore so make haste he said, don't make excuses. He didn't say, Zacchaeus, do you need some help? Zacchaeus, you all are pretty high up there. I'll meet you at your house. Make haste and come down. You don't belong in the tree. You don't belong to be. Christian, you don't belong where you're hanging out at. You don't belong with those thoughts in your mind. God said, make haste and come down because today I will abide at your house, he said. And it's not, hey, Zacchaeus, I'm going to go and when you show up, I'll be there. Zacchaeus, we're going to your house right now. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. You know, if you've ever seen that painting of, of, of Revelation 3.20 when he's, that painting when it says, Behold, I stand at the door. Now, there's not a doorknob on Jesus' side. There was not Zacchaeus, I'm going to come up that tree and join you. Come down. Open the door. Invite me in. See, God wants to come in and have a relationship. He wants to fill that longing in your heart, that longing in your soul. But the problem we have is most of us don't want it. We talk about it. We sing about it. We pray about it. But truth and reality, we don't want it because we don't want to give up what we think is important. Notice I put the we in there because I'm just in the same boat we all are. None of us fully want to surrender to the will of God. Now you think about something. Zacchaeus did exactly what Zacchaeus should have done. He, he humbled himself like a child. And Matthew, God, Jesus said, you can't come unto him unless you come like a child. Why? Because a child doesn't care what everybody else thinks. Zacchaeus didn't care at that time. Let me tell you something. Today, seeing Jesus. The thing is, will you make haste and come to him? 
Will you make haste and abide with him? Will you make haste and fellowship with him? You know what fellowshipping is? It's not just coming and eating. It's coming and spending time with close It's spending time and learning. See, in, in ancient times, breaking bread together was something special. See, we've all gotten past things like that. We don't care about each other anymore. I mean, you ever thought about that? We go to a restaurant, sit down. No. Yeah, we go to a restaurant that's crowded with people, yet we never talk with people in the restaurant. Boy, it's just too loud in here. I can't hear myself think. And then most of the time, let me find my, I know I got one around here a while ago because it rang in the middle of Sunday school. Here it is. Most of the time you go in a restaurant, here's what it is. I think people are texting each other at the same table. We don't communicate one with the other anymore. We, we spend more time on that. We, we, we've gotten away from that. We don't hunger for, for each other's company. Why? Because we don't hunger for God's company. We don't want to fellowship one with other anymore. It's not important to us. Jesus said, make haste, come down, today I'll fellowship. He said, make haste, come down, today I'll fellowship. Then I want you to think about what Zacchaeus did. Zacchaeus is the perfect example of how to receive Jesus. You know, he went through an effort to seek him. He humbled himself. By climbing up. I don't think he even realized he was doing it. He humbled himself by climbing up the tree. That's like sometimes we, every once in a while, when the moon's just right and the weather's perfect and everything's just fine and dandy, you might humble yourself and walk down to the altar. But oh, don't let that happen where anybody might see me because I can't do that. Oh, somebody might think I'm a sinner. I'm going to go ahead and set it straight. Everybody in this room, everybody that's watching, everybody in the world is a sinner. So guess what? You're no worse than anybody else. So, well, so, so don't worry about so-and-so because the only person you need to worry about is yourself. Jesus didn't say, hey, Jordan, hey, Jericho, make haste. He said, Zacchaeus. This morning he's calling. He's calling me. Come down, he says. Uh, I like what he did. Once he did, he came down. Listen how he did it. He didn't take his time. It said in verse six, he made haste and came down. He didn't. He didn't say, "Well, I'll just wait till I get home." I don't, if I go down there in the morning when we're singing just as I am, they'll sing 17 verses of it. Because I know, I, I've seen the look on people's face when we've done one verse. Oh, preacher didn't nod at Gina. We're going to do another one. And then somebody walks out. Oh, man. Or flip that phone out. The line's done starting, I know it. The crock pot was on high when we left. It's going to be dry when we get there. Instead of, praise God, somebody's taking care of a problem. 
Let me lift them up in prayer. Because I got issues too. He made haste. He did it quickly. Notice what it said next. He joyfully, joyfully received them. You know, there's something about when you come to Jesus, there's a joy in it. You might shed tears. You might feel humiliated. You might feel humbled. But it's the most joyful thing in the world, fellowshipping with Jesus Christ. You say, well, I've never experienced that. Maybe you don't know Jesus. Well, preacher, I prayed a prayer when I was three and a half years old. My mother read to me. I ain't asking you how you did it. Let me ask you a question. Did you mean it? Because if you didn't mean it, then it wasn't life-changing, and there's no joy in fellowshipping with Jesus. There's a joy in it. You know, you can be brokenhearted, and he can comfort. You can be upset, and he's there to get rid of the anxiety. He's there for you. Jesus says, I'll receive you. You know how you tell it was real for Zacchaeus? He did something that a lot of us don't want to do. He repented. Notice what he said, and he said, he said, Lord, half of what I got, I'm going to get rid of. I'm going to give it to the poor. See, he knew it was ill-gotten gain. Yeah, I don't want to negotiate. And if I've wronged somebody, he didn't say I'm going to pay them back. Notice how he put it. He said, I will restore unto him fourfold. I will give him back more than he ever deserved that I took from. Why? Because I stole from somebody. Let me ask you a question, Christian. What have you stolen? What have you stolen? How many of you have stole the love of somebody who loves you? You never earned it. I want you to think about that. Somebody loves you with all their heart. Do you show it back? Somebody does things for you. Do you do things for them? What have you stolen? Jesus died on Don't you think they deserve the same thing? Restore it to them four times. Listen to what Jesus said. This day, salvation has come into this house. You know what I like about it? The way, the way Jesus said it. He did say, he said, salvation's come to this house. He said, just remember, this man was, he was one of us. This is a reminder that everybody here is a Zacchaeus. Every once in a while, you need to be reminded about the love of Jesus Christ in your heart. See, my Bible tells me once you're saved, you can never be taken away from Jesus. But there's sometimes we need to remember, even though he's got us with that strong right hand of righteousness, there's sometimes we've turned our back on him. But like the prodigal son, 
He's always waiting for you to turn back. He never turned. He never left. You did. I did. Because Jesus said, I came to seek those who were lost. See, he came for you. He came for me. And this morning, he's searching for you. He's searching for me. Are you still stuck up in the tree? Or did you come down and make haste? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, as we come to you humbly before the throne of grace. Father, I pray that, Lord, you'll let us see us as you see us. Father, sometimes our opinion of ourselves is not the truth. So, Father, I pray you allow us to see us as you see. Some of us need to make haste and come to you. Some of us need to have that forgiven heart and think about what we've stolen. Some of us need to get out of the tree. Father, we're holding on with our strength, not with yours. So, Lord, I pray right now, whatever people stand in need of, amen. We sing page 138. You obey the Holy Spirit.